Welcome to Steamy Stories. This daily podcast features the best developing authors of love stories, along with exotic journals of passionate and explicit human interaction. Our curators have selected stories each day, bringing a diverse collection of storylines. Some are historic, some are futuristic, but they all relate to the human quest of physical and emotional desires for sexual expression. We delve into the youthful discovery of sexuality. We chronicle the vast expressions of healthy affection and sex drive. We feature the creative ways that real people overcome life's adversities and limitations and still find sexual fulfillment. And we celebrate the successes of people who restore losses in their love life and go on living in a pleasurable and generous way. Balanced sexuality is essential to healthcare for body, soul, and spirit. Subscribe to Steamy Stories podcast in your mobile apps and browsers. And now, today's story. The Manor, Front Door Our heroes find their way out of the manor. Chapter 20 By Bradenton Larry So, what's going on? Amy asked. She was a bit disheveled from the night before, but still managed to look sexy eating a banana. Actually, Torsha thought the fact that Amy's hair was messed up and matted with cum made her look sexier eating that banana. Torsha and Don are looking for a way out of the manor, Shalonda explained. She was sitting cross-legged on the mattress of the alcove eating an apple. Everyone had lost their costumes during the play of the night before, but Shalonda was still wearing her little black mask. Why? Amy wanted to know. They are trying to find people they miss, Shalonda answered. Huh? Amy shrugged. Why aren't they here? Well, that's a good question, Don said. As good as why are any of us here, Nicole nodded, right, Professor. Torsha was feeling a bit impatient. Although she had had an enormous amount of very satisfying sex the night before, she knew that sooner or later, and probably sooner, the XYZ they were drinking and eating with their fruit, would have them all writhing together again. Um, writhing together, she mused. Catching herself, she said, maybe we should all go to the baths, and then see if Don can actually find the way out. No pressure, eh? Don laughed as he got up off the mattress. None at all, stud, Torsha said as she followed him. Catching up to him, she gave his naked but a playful swat. She then had to run across the ballroom and up the stairs to avoid his reprisal. By the time the other three women caught up to them, Torsha and Don were splashing and playing in the big bathing pool. See, I was worried about this, Torsha laughed as she caught hold of Don's hard-on underneath the water and gave it a tug. You started it, he smiled, and pulled her in for a long kiss. Torsha noticed she was pulling and stroking his cock as she returned his kiss. God am it, she said under her breath, though she knew she was smiling. Don lifted her up in the water, and she wrapped her legs around him. Then he was inside her. Torsha put her arms around his neck and let him raise and lower her on him, letting him do all the work for now. It felt good to have him moving inside her. More than that, though, it felt good to have him inside her and with her. She kissed him again, and began to work with him, 
flexing her muscles to press herself against his body in just the right, so very exquisite, ways. She thought about how these days and nights in the manor had been a blow of manic sexual overindulgence, and the fact that through it all there had been Don, steady and constant in his love and support. Yes, they had both been having lots and lots of sex with lots and lots of people, but sexual monogamy had never been a priority for either of them even in the real world. What mattered to her, and she knew to him as well, was the emotional bond, and Torsha felt that he had shown unfaltering commitment and love for her over the years, and even more particularly in the last four days. The only thing that had kept them apart before the manor had been the fact that she had not found him sexually attractive, and that was certainly no longer the case. There were also external considerations, the circumstances of their lives out in that other world, and those would have to be dealt with, but for now, for now, Torsha pulled in with her legs and arms, holding Don to her tightly as a long, low and rising orgasm washed over her. He held her in his arms as the trembling slowly dissipated, and then brushed the hair out of her face and kissed her tenderly. Torsha smiled at him and disentangled herself. Pulling off his erection, she asked, Oh, did you? Don just smiled a bit and said, There will plenty of time for that later. Torsha noticed that Shalonda, Nicole and Amy were playfully washing each other. The scene would have made an excellent soft core porn movie. Well, soft core for the moment, she smiled to herself. She turned to Don, who had just picked up a bottle of shampoo, and asked, Are we taking them with us? Dunk yourself under, he said. When she came back up, he began to wash her hair. It's kind of up to them, isn't it? Well, certainly for Nicole, but what about the others? Shalonda's got a crush on at least one of us, and I'm not sure we're doing the right thing by taking her out of this safe environment. You've come a long way in a few days, he chuckled, if you think of this as a safe environment. Al? Anyway, you didn't spar with her, she can handle herself pretty well. As long as it's play fighting, remember. Don nodded, right. Rinse. When she came back up again, Torsha took the shampoo and began to wash his hair. For all we know, Don went on, Robert was exaggerating things about the outside. He didn't exactly strike me as the adventurous type. Maybe we should see what it's like just outside the manor first. If it looks too bad, we can try to persuade Shalonda to go back inside. I think that will only make her want to stay with us more. Don frowned, I think we've backed ourselves into a moral quagmire here. Either we treat her like she can make her own decisions, or we have to take a hard look at the sex we've been having with her. Torsha frowned back at him and said, rinse. When he came back up, she said, okay, fine, and Amy. Well, she's certainly not going to do anything she hasn't made up her mind to do, Don laughed. Yeah, you're probably right. So Torsha and Don finished bathing and got out to shower off. The others hurried to finish and catch up. I think we ought to raid the wardrobe for appropriate clothing, Don suggested. That confident are we? Torsha asked mischievously. We can always take them off if I'm wrong, he smiled. Woo! Taking off the clothes. 
Amy laughed. Um, what exactly is appropriate clothing, Professor? Nicole asked. Clearly, she was happy with the nickname she'd given Don. Torsha thought if they didn't find a way out of here, he was very likely to get stuck with that in a big way. I don't know, Don shrugged. Explorer clothes. Action wear. Now that sounds sexy, grinned Amy. They hit the wardrobe, and it was Torsha's turn to help the others find remotely suitable clothing. They couldn't find anything like real pants or shorts, and had to make do with skirts and tank tops. More time was spent trying to find practical shoes. In the end they had to settle for what seemed to be sturdy enough sandals that laced up in a serviceable manner. On returning to the waiting room, they found that Don had had the same luck as they and was wearing a kilt, a t-shirt and a pair of sandals. Next, Don led them to the gym, so that he and Shalonda could go in and get a pair of wooden staffs. Shalonda was particularly happy about this, and Torsha noticed that she did in fact seem to carry her staff like she knew how to handle it. As they got into the elevator, Amy sidled up to Don and said, So, Professor, what are you going to do with that big stick of yours? Paddle your rear end is the first thing that comes to mind, he smirked. Oh, she said with wide eyes and a grin. I might like that. Is there a line I can stand in for that? Nicole added. Torsha sighed, we're never going to get out of here. They got out on the fourth floor, and Don asked them all to be quiet for a moment. He closed his eyes and seemed to be deep in thought, and then he looked up and said, okay, let's go. He led them down to the first side corridor, took it, and walked to the end of it, where he turned a corner, and walked straight to a large, open foyer. Several corridors met here where there was a large set of double doors with big, shiny brass doorknobs. How the hell did you do that? Torsha asked. Well, this is going to sound crazy, but I noticed that whenever anyone knew exactly what they were looking for or had a clear purpose in mind they seemed to be able to find it fairly easy. I started to think that maybe the manner was somehow responsive to focused thinking. Then there was your selection of the Harlequin costume, and I just decided that was enough of a reason to give my theory a test. My thinking of you in a Harlequin costume, I think, somehow made that costume available to you. What made you pick it? I have no idea. Don smiled and shrugged. Of course, we don't know what's on the other side of that door yet. Torsha thought all of this did indeed sound crazy, but she couldn't deny the fact that they did seem to be standing in front of what looked like the front door of the manor. She turned to the other women and said, you really don't have to come with us. This is your home and you only just met us, after all. Well, it's not really my home, Nicole said, and I'd like to know whether or not I can go back to my home if I decide I want to, so I'm coming along. I'm just curious, Amy said. I never even thought about leaving the manor before you two came along. As long as we can take breaks to have sex, I think this adventure sounds like fun. Shalonda. Don asked. Oh, yes, I'm going, she nodded. I thought you knew that. You two are my friends and I want to help you. Don looked to Torsha. She smiled and nodded, 
and he tried the door. It swung open easily, and bright sunlight poured in. They stepped out onto a grassy lawn and blinked at the surroundings. Behind them and stretching off to the sides was the big white front of the manor. They had come out upon what was basically the front yard, which was actually quite small compared to the grand scale of things they had become used to in the manor. Close at hand, covering almost the full vista before them, was a pleasant green forest. Into this forest ran a road which wound its way into the trees. Shouldn't that be paved with yellow bricks? Nicole asked. They heard the sound of hoof falls coming through the trees to their left and turned to look. Oh, good morning, said a friendly male voice. The five of them just stared back at the speaker for a long moment. Finally, Don said, Ah yep, that's a centaur. To be continued in Lost in Eros, Book 2, The Forest. By Bradenton Larry for Literotica. Thanks for joining us for today's steamy story. Come back tomorrow for another tale of explicit romance and passion. We hope you've found pleasure in today's story. Be sure to subscribe to Steamy Stories Podcast in your mobile podcasting app. Our podcast server and website also contains our full library of past episodes. Happy dreams.